Mina Kai, David Dennis Jr., Israel Gutierrez, Kevin Blackstone. There's setting records, and then there is logoing the three that puts you over the top. The magnificence and majesty and magic of Caitlin Clark. And we had an FDNY rescue to save a game last night. Fairleigh Dickinson, 13 guys stuck in an elevator for 17 minutes. Look at them coming out. I know that elevator. I've been in that elevator as the only person <laughs> in the show to have been in that. We avoid that elevator every day at water polo practice. It smells, it's creaky, it's sweaty, it breaks. Stuck in an elevator, one of my biggest fears as well. For you guys too? Two words. Absolutely. Death drop. Two more words. Oh. Dutch oven. That's what I'm worried about. It's like the show you've been waiting to do for this 20 years. This is the show I was born to do. LIU Brooklyn locked from our house. LIU pool is the Brooklyn Hustle Rats home pool. We love this. We'll get to that in a second. Caitlin Clark, of course, is how we start the show. From more than 30 feet to pass Kelsey Plum for the all-time NCAA women's record. I mean, come on now. The drama and flair and celebration off the charts. She had 49 in the game. She breaks the NCAA record. She's at 3,569 right now. How far will she go? David Dennis Jr. around the horn to you on last night's record and moment and celebration. It was an incredible moment. A lot of times we look at these sort of record-breaking games as these formalities, but players talk about how nervous they are when they get to these records. Talk about LeBron breaking Kareem or Steph getting a three-point record. They get nervous, and there's something about a player in this spotlight rising to the occasion. Three straight threes to start the game. Last one from the logo, and just the game she had, 49 points. She's responsible for 85% of the team's points. That's the most that we've seen in 25 years. So the game itself was incredible. There's something about these high-pressure situations that she does, and this is no different from that. I want to see it keep going. You still have Pistol Pete's record that can be broken, and you have Lynette Woodard's record that can, you can break on the mm -hmm. way there. That, you know, has been sort of lost to history. I want to see celebrations for those. I want to see her keep going. I'm glad you bring up Lynette Woodard's name because that was before women's basketball, before the NCAA had the idea to have women's basketball, and even before Lynette Woodard is Pearl Moore, uh, Francis Marion, who has over 4,000. Israel Gutierrez... Yeah. Um, I'll turn to you here. The, one of the many things to love about Caitlin Clark is that she does not disappoint. And you get to a situation where she only needs a handful of points, and she does it in that way. Right off the bat, I mean, 20, what, 23 points, 24 points in the first quarter, and with that logo three. There is nothing, when you show up, there's nothing she can't do. There's nothing that she lets down on. And that's what I love about her. And that's what the draw is for her. You see things. I see a lot of Steph Curry in her and you watch her and you say, wow, maybe I can do that. Or maybe, you know, my daughter can do that. Or my sister can do that because she's six feet tall. She's not overly, you know, she's not huge. And she, it's that shot, that shot is transferable at any level of basketball. And it's a shot that everybody loves to watch. And so you have that ability, that shooting ability and her IQ. She had 13 assists last night. There's just, she always comes up and she provides the entertainment for you. And last night was especially. KB on the record setting performance and the overall moment. Well, let me just say, she's probably the greatest long distance scorer that we've seen in the women's game period. And it's really cool to see her get that record on her signature shot, which is known in the state of Iowa as the logo three. Um, <laughs> 
And I'm also going to say this as someone who went out to see Caitlin Clark last year when she came to Maryland. The arena was not sold out. I'm going to say this as someone who has purposely gone to cover, volunteered to cover the Final Four for women, to cover the WNBA championship, and also one morning getting up when, when the WAC tournament was in Las Vegas, getting up early to go see someone who I loved to watch play back then by the name of Becky Hammond. So I love this game, but I must say, we in the media have given me some Caitlin Clark fatigue um, over the past few weeks, if not this entire oh, season. I didn't see this and going I think there. Okay. Some, yeah, and, it, and it's felt like some of the coverage has been gr gratuitous to the point of being pandering. Here's what I hope. Mm. I hope that Caitlin Clark's legacy is immediate on the women's game and that all the energy that we had for her and watching her games and broadcasting games and talking about them this year – transfers over to next year, and we have that same energy if, in fact, she's not there. She could come back from another year. Mm. And even going forward, because there are so many great women in the game right now, and you talk about history, Lynette Woodard and Pearl Moore, there's great players right now. Juju Watkins at USC dropped 51 this year, a fabulous player. So let's watch her, too, and enjoy this whole game. Okay, I, I have a couple follow-ups I want to ask you there, but first I want to invite Mina Kimes here on last night's moment in the record setting. Yeah, well, I guess I'll first say I disagree. Are we being a little bit hyperbolic, perhaps immediately jumping to best of all time conversations? Maybe, but that's what we do with greats in sport. I mean, I'm coming off of a Super Bowl, which I covered, where the first, the, literally the next day, it's like, okay, is Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady? I love that we're doing that right. with Kaitlyn Carter. I think it speaks to the level of excitement around here generally, and I don't think it detracts from all of the other things that um, her colleagues, her, her fellow players, rather, are doing right now in women's basketball. If anything, it, it shines a bigger spotlight on them. And I think as we move forward, one, one of my favorite things about this story is that it's not even close to being over. David talked about how now she's going after Lynette Woodard's record, then Pistol Pete's record. And then when we get to March Madness, when we talk about this greatest of all time conversation, is a title in the offing. I mean, the ratings are going to be massive, and I know I'm going to be uh, glued to the television. So I, I can't get enough of it personally. Debbie, I want to bring that. you back in here because it, yeah. it, there's a lot, right? There's the reception among peers and the coverage. And I, and I understand what you're saying, that it has surprised you in some ways. And we're at a state here with women's basketball. The growth is off the charts. And then yep. there needs to be a both sides in that it's not just celebration. There needs to be a critical eye towards things. I say that because Cheryl Swoops, one of the greatest players of all time, had her opinion uh -huh. and comments on the Gilbert Arenas uh, podcast. We talked about that. There were some inaccuracies. She's taken back the inaccuracies. But Iowa fans respond to that quite forcefully, and I want your opinion of that. And then Shaq last night calling... Clark, the greatest women's collegiate player ever. I want your overall view of this the, as you use the word pandering. Yeah, well, and that's the gratuitousness, uh, gratuitousness of it. I mean, Shaq doesn't have to say that. We don't have to do that for Caitlin Clark. She's making her own statement. And I kind of understand Cheryl Swoops. I saw Cheryl Swoops play. Um, I remember when she dropped 50-something in Reunion Arena back in Dallas, which at the time was the most points scored by anybody there. So I understand she didn't get the shine that she probably thinks she should have gotten for the kind of game that she had back in that day. So I, this is the, the, the problem with it. And I, like I said, I just hope that this energy is, is here for the women's game going forward. Because if it isn't, then that means that this is just a passing fancy, and it absolutely shouldn't be. Okay, thank you for expanding on that. Israel, you want to address that, please? 
Yeah, as far as the coverage, it really just depends on how you consume it. You can go to Shaq and, and see what his opinion is on the matter. You can go to more detailed, you know, stories about it. But where I see this also sort of reminds me of Steph Curry is with Steph, he had that draw power in college. We all wanted to see that. We didn't know how it was going to translate to the pros, but we wanted to see it and celebrate it anyway. And then with Steph, it wasn't until his fourth year that he even averaged 20 points a game. And now we're talking about him as possibly the greatest point guard of all time. Caitlin can take those same steps. It might take her three or four years, but she could still be one of the all-time greatest women's players at any level. But right now, let's celebrate what she's doing and not try to project any further unnecessarily. Maybe, but projecting further is, is kind of part of the energy and the mania of this. Mina, you had said that yourself. And, you know, I think the most important thing is you don't treat it with kid gloves. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about, Kevin Blackstone, on some level. But allowing for the moment to be the moment and feeling the passion. That's what sports is, feeling the energy of all that. We've been horrible. we'll move on. Let's uh, take a quote from last night's NBA action. We had some guys here. We had some guys in Cabo. Doc Rivers after the Bucks lost to Memphis in Memphis to end their first half and now fall to three and seven since Rivers took over. Where does Rivers go next? He goes to coach the All-Star game. Ah, amazing how that works. At this All-Star break, are you declaring this coaching change a mistake? Or too soon to tell, Israel. And are you declaring this Damian Lillard trade a mistake? Or too soon to tell? I am not uh, claiming this trade to be a mistake. I think anytime you get Damian Lillard, uh, get a chance to, if you're Milwaukee, you absolutely do that. What I'm saying is he is part of the problem so far. And I'm not saying it's strictly a coaching situation. I don't think Adrian Griffin was the entire uh, problem. I think Doc Rivers isn't going to be the entire solution. But if you're Damian Lillard and you are responsible for lifting this team up to, I don't know, big th or superstar level or top elite level, sorry about that, then you have to perform. You have to be the guy that's giving them 28, 29 points a game and shooting it at about 45%. His, his shooting numbers, his attempts are slightly down, but so are his percentages. And you can't come in here and say, and yes, Middleton's missed about a dozen, 13 games, but that's not enough to say they haven't been whole for long enough. So I think Damian Lillard deserves a lot of the responsibility for why things have gone wrong. It might be that Giannis is a difficult type of superstar to play with or to play beside. I don't know if Doc Rivers is going to be able to get that out of Damian Lillard. He might be able to fix the team defense, but Dame's got to step up and be Damian Lillard. He's got to do that next to Giannis. That's not up to Doc Rivers necessarily. David, when you consider the Bucks as the way they ended their last three weeks, do you think it's a coaching issue? Do you think it's a rotation and team issue? Uh, D, all of the above. This is a disaster from top to bottom right now. That offense was fifth when Doc Rivers got hired. Now it is 23rd. They played defensively against that uh, Grizzlies team. Doc Rivers says that half of his team was, is in Cabo. Half the Grizzlies team that played last night probably couldn't afford to go to Cabo because they're all on 10-day contracts. The five best players weren't there. They had, you know, that team is shooting the worst field goal percentage. They were shooting over 50% from the field last night. The Bucks had to play zone to try to stop them. But while we're talking, while Izzy talks about Dame, this is about Giannis, the guy who put the crown thing on his head. You ask for the better player. You ask for the coach. You have to figure this thing out. Dwayne Wade figured out how to play with LeBron. Steph Curry figured out how to play with KD. You figure out how to play with Dame Lillard and go and be better. Mina Kimes, your view of Milwaukee as we go to the break. Yeah, there wasn't a single player in that Grizzlies starting lineup who was on the team before 2021. That is an embarrassing loss for Milwaukee, and I think it's a microcosm for some of their struggles this season, not because they've been that bad from three in the past. They shot 25% um, against Memphis, but 
because they're so dependent on offense, because the defense is so mid, if they don't come through on offense, they lose. And that's not a Doc Rivers problem, but unfortunately for him, because he joined that team or replaced a coach with the winning record, the bar is high, and he is going to incur a lot of the blame if they don't improve quickly. And KB. Well, maybe Adrian Griffin should be the coach at the All-Star break. <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that had 30, 32 wins uh, and only got fired because of it. So it is a coaching situation. And it's not that easy. I thought it would be when you put two superstars together like Giannis and Dame to just start cranking out the W's, and it's not that easy. And I think a lot of coaches will tell you one of the hardest things to do is to coach multiple superstars, especially in basketball when you, you only got five guys on the court and one ball to go around. Times 11, Dennis Jr. 25, Gutierrez 19, Blackestone 13. Fire yourself next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. T-minus 69 days until the NFL draft. Chicago on the clock. And here's Bears CEO Kevin Warren on WGN-TV. I'm Justin Fields. Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength, and speed. You forget how big of a, of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears. Mita Kimes, around the horn to you. How do you hear Warren there? Uh, I hear it as Justin Fields, great player. Would be a shame if a team offered a pick for him, maybe a second. He's just so <laughs> talented, so big, so fast. This, to me, reads like a team that very much so wants to trade their quarterback and very much so wants the league to know how good he is. David, did you hear praise or a vote of confidence in that we want to confidently trade you? It sounds like a lot of praise, but what else is going to say? The benefit is in praising him. Either you're going to keep him or you're going to trade him for the highest possible value. My hope is that Mina is right and that Justin Fields can start over somewhere else, even if he's a backup. He needs to be divorced from the Chicago Bears situation and the you know bad offense and calamity that they have not been able to figure out how good he even is because he's been in that situation. Israel Gutierrez, how'd you hear that? I recently was in a gym next to Justin Fields, can't confirm, very big. 
But it wow, sounds to me like it's to show him. <laughs> you lift weights with just the rest of the league. Yeah, you didn't know he was big? Inside information. But yes, I, I agree. It sounds like you're just sort of giving his bona fides, but it's also an insult to your own organization. Hey, here's this amazing talent. We couldn't do anything with him. You guys yeah. take him. Mm-hmm. Kevin Blackstone. Well, before Kevin Warren left the Big Ten, he negotiated a monster broadcast contract that I don't think anyone saw coming. So this sounds to me like the business side of Kevin Warren, some brinksmanship going on here, just like Mina suggested. Give me an odds maker, though, Kevin Blackstone. Odds, Chicago trades Justin Fields by the draft or at the, around that time? Uh, I would say uh, 10 to 1. I don't even know how to do that. Give me percentage. This is how we played on PTI, Gutierrez. <laughs> 55. David Dennis Jr. I'm not good at math. 70%. Vita Kais. I'll go 80. 80%. 10 to 1 would be 10% then, right? Okay. That's, that's, that's low odds from Blackstone. We'll move on. Fire sale too. Clay Thompson off the bench for the first time since his rookie season. Scored 35 to carry Golden State through most of this game. They had to hang on to beat Utah. Israel, buy or sell. Clay off the bench full time. Oh, I'm going to buy it. I think when you're talking about this phase of your career where you're just not the same person you used to be, once you get to the bench, you might as well just embrace it. There is no other. I mean, you might not play, but once you're on the bench, you're on the bench. And so feel free, play loose. That's what he looked like yesterday, probably as a full-time. Rotation-wise, how does it make sense for the Golden State team, David Dennis Jr.? Uh, it makes sense depending on, on how Pods is playing. He looks like the type of companion to Steph Curry that Clay used to be. But this game was all about why you love Clay Thompson. The guy's been playing on, on the bench uh, to close out games, basically blew their chances of coming back against the Clippers with a brain fart a couple days ago, and then gets benched and then comes out and plays the best game he's played all season. This is why people root for Clay and, you know, just that championship stuff that he has inside of him. Media Kimes? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point in his career, he really fits the profile of the ideal sixth man. Yeah, his defense is a little sus, but when he gets hot, he can close out a game, which is exactly what we saw. I love him coming off the bench. I love what it does for him. I love Mina in the show using so mid at one point and sus at one point. You are hip and now, Mina. Kevin Black is so... Well, I think it's great. I think it's great for Clay. I mean, obviously, he looked like the old Clay yesterday. But the last time this team won a championship, it was really with their defense. People forget that he was 0 for 4 in the fourth quarter. They got outscored three of those four quarters. wasn't good for the team. Ooh, there's that horn. You know what time it is, mean. It's time to yeet two uh, two panelists to throw them out. Time and Blackstone. See, you guys don't even know. I mean, come on. David Dennis Jr., Israel Gutierrez. That'll be our showdown. And yes, we'll talk about being stuck in an elevator. Next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA All-Star Weekend started today with a presentation from Commissioner Adam Silver on NBAI. Look at this. The NBA's AI viewing that you can get on the package now. Later this week, the dunk in three-point and skills, of course, tomorrow night. And Curry versus UNESCO in their own three-point shootout tomorrow night. And then Sunday, the return of the East vs. West All-Star Game. Israel, the number one thing you're anticipating this weekend. I can't even fake excitement for the dunk contest, even though there's a Miami Heat player, Jaime Jaquez Jr. in it. There's a topping in it, but it's not the one you think. I definitely have to watch the Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu. I think it takes away from the other three-point shooting contest a little bit, but I definitely want to see who comes out on top of that one. David Dennis Jr.? Bring back, I'm happy we brought back East versus West. Now I know who's on whose team. It may be a little bit more competitive. I'm ready, I'm ready for the You're excited about East versus West? That's what you're excited about? Israel, since you brought it up, who you got, Curry or UNESCO? I got Curry in this one. I feel like it's a more natural spot for right, him. Right, UNESCO said she'll shoot from the NBA three with, with the WNBA ball. All right, okay, here we go. I want to know more about the NBA AI. Does everybody have six fingers when they shoot? We'll move on. NCAA record last night, apart from Caitlin Clark, it was Francis Marion's Lauren Taylor. How many rebounds did she have? Closest gets a point. How many? 44. 44. David, my question is, what's greater, the 44 rebounds she had or in the NHL, this one save from New Jersey's Nico Dulles? Come on, who are we kidding here? 44 rebounds in 26 minutes. Also, 34 points. She's never had more than 21 rebounds minutes? this season. All that, yes, an incredible, incredible performance. Wow, I didn't go to the box score. 26 minutes, 44 rebounds, Israel. It's an easy answer. It's the 44 rebounds, but my goodness, can we come up with a better celebratory photo than the piece of paper with the number on it, please? Wilt did that because it was a locker room that didn't have anything else in it. Let's do something more interesting, please. <laughs> I'm with you on that. We see it a lot these days. Second mention of Francis Marion in this show after Pearl Moore in, in the first segment. We'll move on. My favorite story in the show's history here. Here we go. Stuck in an elevator between locker room and court for 17 minutes. The Fairleigh Dickinson basketball team was rescued by FDNY. Then they beat LIU Brooklyn in overtime. There were 13 huge human beings in that thing. Israel, is 17 minutes stuck in an elevator the most frightening thing you've ever heard? Or is 17 minutes something you think you can handle? I could not handle it. The second the air starts getting stale in that space, I am starting to yell and scream and ask for help. Even exiting that elevator looks scary. It looks like it could cut you in half. David? 13 people in an elevator, I got to kind of question their load management. But beyond that, as somebody who was stuck <laughs> in an elevator and it free falled for four flights before continuing to being stuck, this is miraculous this is, this that is they came back. This is Willis Reed. This is the flu game. This is an incredible heroic Ooh, performance to come back, to come back and like win that. that game. I said I've been in that elevator before Whew. for the Brooklyn Hustle Rats water polo team. It is frightening. Stay out of elevators. We're going to give the point FaceTime to David Dennis Jr. <laughs> 
Millennials, lean in. You know exactly what that is. That is the X-Men animated cartoon theme song that we all grew up on. Guess what? It's coming back. I'm a company guy. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. X-Men 97 is revitalizing the cartoon that we all grew up loving. I cannot wait to see it. There's Wolverine. There's Storm. There's everybody. It's going to be millennial greatness. All right. We're off Monday, so 95 and a half hour break. See you Tuesday. Looking forward to Frank. <laughs>